You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the Bulls running it back again, and if it was the right choice, what the Chicago Bulls roster is still missing, and who could be the X factor for the team this upcoming season. We're going to get into all that and more with my special guest right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. I'm Hayes, but that is not Pat the Designer. Pat the Designer is actually out dealing with some stuff. Y'all send Pat your thoughts and well wishes, but I'm joined by Bobby from the Kayak Boys, a.k.a. the Shy Bulls Podcast with the Kayak Boys. What's going on, Bobby? What's up, Hayes? First and foremost, hey, prayers to you and yours, uh, Pat, for sure. Definitely know what's going on. Prayers to you and yours. But thanks for having me, by the way, Hayes. Appreciate Aww. it. All the time, man. You know you got to put your people on, man. It is what it is there. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the Bulls today, as we do every single day. First topic that I want to talk about is the Bulls running it back again. Um, there are some some concern over the Bulls running it back. Now, while they didn't run the exact same roster backwards last year, our key acquisitions were really Goran Dragic and, uh, and uh, Andre Drummond. Uh, we made two more. Two more veterans this year in Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. But outside of that, the roster stays pretty much the exact same. No major changes to the roster. Um, so when you when you look at the Bulls, primarily running it back yet again with this same core, re-signing Io, re-signing uh, Kobe Wright, re-signing Nikola Vucevic. How are you feeling about where this team is at right now? To be honest, I'm like, hey, I want to see what is going to what is going to look like Um, as of right now with the Chicago sports. We, we, we can't bank right now on a lot of hope. <laughs> so yeah. I got to I really want to see what is, you know, going to turn into and what it's going to look like. I would think that one of the bright spots in, um that the Chicago Bulls seen last season was that second half with a point guard like Patrick Beverly. So now in the offseason, you go get a guy like Javon Carter, who can be similar on the defensive side as a Patrick mm -hmm. Beverly. But now those corner threes that Patrick Beverly was missing, Javon Carter with his high uh, shooter percentage beyond the three-point line, it should be uh, a great addition to help the Chicago Bulls for sure. Um, and I'm hoping that him – who I predict will be the starting point guard, and I believe he's expected to. I believe that addition will help open things back up. Probably not to that same level as Alonzo Ball, because we know how great he is, you know, with the ball in his hands and pushing the ball up in transition. Mm -hmm. But I think Javon Carter can be able to provide and add some of that explosiveness that the uh, Bulls have been missing. So I'm not too mad at it, but I ain't, I ain't got too many high hopes. I got to see it on wax first. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, the Bulls, again, not making major changes. We know that they didn't have a lot of assets at their disposal. Um, you know, they did end up getting a disabled player exception approved, but we haven't used it. We haven't used all our mid-level exception due to, you know, those two things really sending us into the luxury tax. Now, Nikola Vucevic had a comment earlier in the offseason, probably about a month ago, as far as like this possibly being the last chance with this core. Um, you know, I, I hear some doubt in your voice about what the Bulls can be this season. Do you think this should be the last one with this core? And this should be uh, if we have another struggle of a season that this should be the time at the end of the season, or maybe even at the trade deadline where AK looks to make some major moves. 
Yeah, and that's how long I'm gonna really be running my course with it. I want to see what they I'm gonna give them. Not gonna overreact on some losses because there will be some losses, and it might be even some tough losses. But mm -hmm. I want to take in totality of what it looks like right before the trade deadline, simply because at that point you got Demar Derozan on with uh, basically his last year on his deal, and then you got Nikola Vucevic, I believe, with a solid deal that you could potentially get rid of. And then if the team is pretty much in turmoil. You can go ahead and look at Zach Levine as somebody you can probably more than likely move at that particular moment. Um, I'm hoping we don't have to go that route, but you never know. That's fair. That's fair. I think when you when you hear like Zach's name has been in trade rumors literally since the trade deadline, where it was rumored oh, that the Knicks were making a hard push to get Zach Levine. Since then, uh, he's been in more trade rumors with the New York Knicks. Now, Dame Lillard recently coming up. There was another one over the summer that I don't remember now because I remember I completely tore it apart. But like with <laughs> all the smoke around a potential Zach Levine trade. Do you think like it's it could turn into a fire sooner rather than later? Do you think you know Demar does leave? Um, they you know they have that disabled player exception. Lonzo Ball's contract eventually is going to come up. Do you think they they run it back with trying to build around Zach Levine's skill set again, or do you think if this fails that it's a failure also with Zach Levine, who's a guy that this front office didn't bring to the team, and do you think Zach could be on his way out? Whereas they've been listening to calls. Do you think they could start mm -hmm. making calls for Zach Levine here soon? I think they probably could. And I and I look at it because if you look at around the team, they've locked up their young guys for the foreseeable future. You know, uh, Kobe White, we mentioned, Ayo Dosumu. We don't know what Patrick Williams is really eventually will turn to. Will he get rid of the term passive P? We don't know yet. It still be determined. But if you're looking at that, you might say, hey, we got Javon Carter, who's a vet comes in we can add him with a Kobe White and see if he can continue his ascension to being a better player then you looking at Ayodo Sumu hoping that he can go ahead and take a step forward and if Patrick Williams does look like something but the the results are not there you could still see them try to flip all those big three uh players to go ahead and try to fill this thing out to see if one of their young guys can pop to be something maybe an all-star or something and and that's what I what I think too I think if this if this season, Dalen, Pat, Kobe, Io, if he does, Julian Phillips, if any of these guys flash anything to where this front office really does say, okay, no, we now see a path where they can become a star. I think that that's going to open up what they do to, for some of the veterans. I agree because it's, <laughs> I agree <laughs> because like I haven't. It's not, and I'm pretty sure it's not the first time you heard it. But there are people that, out there that believe, and me partially, I kind of believe it as well that. DeMar DeRozan is kind of taking a few shots away from Patrick Williams simply because mm -hmm. of who he is and how great he is as a player. So if you kind of remove him out of the equation, remove Zach Levine out of the equation and give more opportunities to the young guys, you could possibly see them flourish a little bit more. But again, that's still to be determined. But yeah, so when it comes to Billy Donovan, like it's still, I'm still at this place like where he's definitely better than having Jim Boylan because Jim Boylan's a coach that completely killed the confidence of a lot of his players. And, you know, I think we saw that and things like that. So Billy Donovan isn't that bad, but I, I just think, you know, I want to see better utilization from certain players with certain players with Billy Vooch being one of them. And I really hope Billy can come in and just use Vooch better than what he did last season. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I think you got you. I think one thing that we've seen is the Bulls got to got Vooch involved early on and then they just let him fade away. I think you got to, mm -hmm. 
you you have to continue to keep him involved within the game because we've seen the results. The the offense looks better and the team performs better, in my opinion. So. I 100% agree with you there. And let's let's hope we see that from uh, Billy Donovan and the Bulls next season. Uh, but next up, we're going to be talking about what the Bulls are missing as a team heading into the season. But before we get into that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is DoorDash. Um, uh, missing syrup for your pancakes or just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer with DoorDash grocery delivery. You can get what you want when you want it and get what you need. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash grocery delivery. You can stock up for the week or order last minute cravings conveniently. Uh, need fresh groceries for the week, but you don't have the time to go to the grocery store. Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want de delivered when you need it right to your door. Uh, you've trusted DoorDash for years. I, me personally, I've used DoorDash quite a bit, especially during COVID. I've used DoorDash a lot, so it's definitely easy to use. You can get 50% from your order back with DoorDash up to $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Limited time offer, terms comply. That's 50% up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget that's called Locked On NBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Bobby. So next topic, man, we got to get into it. With all the trade rumors that we've heard from the Chicago Bulls recently, right? You know, Buddy Hill has been one that's thrown out there. Dame, then that turned to Tyler Hero earlier in the season. People were really clamoring for the Bulls to go after a player like Christian Wood. I want to ask you, like, it's clear that Bulls fans are feeling that something is missing from this team. But I want to go to you on this one, man. What do you feel this team is still, you know, missing before we start the season, before training camp? Maybe we get the answers from development. But right now, on paper, what do you think this team is missing the most? I think the only thing they might be missing is just a little bit more size as looking at it early on. um, I think they – I honestly love the uh, Javon Carter pickup. I think that was a solid pickup because what he can do as far as three-point shooting – and what he can bring on the defensive side is, I believe, is going to be, you know, similar to the effect of a Pat Bev when he was on the mm -hmm. Chicago Bulls to see, like, hey, he telling Zach Levine, shoot that ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and Zach Levine having that that decent point guard next to him, you know, kind of helping things flow a little bit better. But if you're looking at things are missing as of right now, I'm going to say it's just the size. I would love a little bit more size. Um, right now, it seems like uh, the front office has their minds made up on a certain type of player that they want within the system, want within their team. Because if you look at Patrick Williams, Dale and Terry, Ayo Dosumu, and even Julian Phillips, you look at these, you know, these guys come with size, but yeah. they, they lanky with it at the same time. I'm looking for somebody with a little bit, you know, more, you know, broad shoulders, a little more weight on them or something like that, you know, yeah. just to kind of help because we know Billy Donovan likes to go small. So I think if you would have had somebody in that type of, you know, body makeup, that would have been, you know, something that you can pull to because I think Billy Donovan will be looking for his next uh, DJJ for sure. Yeah, and that may be Julian Phillips, you know, a lot of the same type of body makeup there as far as DJJ, but I agree with you on size. I think once again, we're going to now the third season in a row where a major injury to the center position completely ruins the depth that we have there. I like us yeah. having Vooch and Andre Drummond. I think they could be one of the better one-two punches at the center position in the league, but I think, like, 
when you look at the potential of one of them going down or getting banged up or needing to go into minutes restriction, you get very thin at that point. And, you know, Julian Phillips, I can absolutely see Billy Donovan using him as a small ball center. Won't necessarily yeah. say that I agree with that, but hey, you never know yeah. what that young fella can do. Um, but I, I just, I, you know, we did draft or we signed as an undrafted free agent, Adama Sanago. Um, I don't really see him this first year really coming yeah. up to the main roster at all. But I would like to see the Bulls just add a little bit more size just, just as a safety valve because we got so many guards on this team that I think like an injury to a guard, we can we can maintain, right? There's not right. going to be the same skill set, but we can maintain. An uh, injury to N Nikola Vucevic, that completely changes how the Chicago Bulls need to play. Yeah, that's why a lot of a lot of Bulls fans like, let's go get Bo Bo or something like that. <laughs> Christian yeah, Wood, yeah. come to Chicago. I mean, you know, just to add a little bit more size because you, I believe – Hey, since you had that last roster spot open and available, why not? So that that's kind of how I was looking at it. But it's I know some people might say three-point shooting is still missing, and that's fine. But I believe that they kind of help with that. You know, Patrick Williams, solid. You got Zach Levine, Kobe White, Ayodo Sumu should be able to, you know, bring those percentages back up. And then you still got guys that can come in and hit it occasionally. DeMar DeRozan, Alice Caruso, things like that. So, yeah, size for me, man. Size. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely size. Um, and I, I mean, listen, I, I, to Vooch's credit, he's been he's been really healthy since he came to the Chicago Bulls. Mm -hmm. Andre Drummond, I, I would like to see play a little bit more minutes to kind of take some of that off. And then I don't mind going small. Like this is where the league is. Like we're gonna play some small ball. That's gonna that's gonna happen. I just I'm just worried a little bit about the depth there. But you know, outside of that, right? We both agree on the size aspect of it. I, I like Javon Carter as a starting point guard. I think he brings a lot to this team. He gets you probably as close to what you can for Lonzo as far as the shooting ability. Yep. He doesn't have the versatility defensively as Lonzo because like Lonzo could guard one through four, right? right. Uh, Javon Carter can guard ones and twos, some threes depending on the size of that three, but not as versatile as Lonzo as a defender. Right. Um, but, you know, this Bulls team has been in this constant thing of trying to replicate or, or bring some things that Lonzo Ball, that we're missing with Lonzo Ball, um, do you think we did a good enough job in that aspect this offseason? As far I believe they did, as far as if, if we're talking about we know our ownership, they're not in really into spending big money. Um, these guys want players that kind of fit their mode. I think it was it, it was it probably ain't popping off the screen, you know what I mean? Like, because especially with the Bulls being now uh reinserted into that Damian Lillard talk, that's a superstar point guard, but all superstar point guards are not available and the Bulls are not willing to give up the draft capital, what it seems like anymore, or moving into the future, at least right now, to go ahead and get another superstar point guard. So yeah. you go out there and you get a guy who's played with a championship team, who's been around certain veterans, and then has been productive in one of the things that you were miss missing desperately last season, and that's your three-point shooting and then the added defense that's just a plus. So I believe the move to go ahead and try to replace Lonzo Ball, it was good enough. Now we just got to wait to see what happens when they all hit the court. That's a fact. That's a fact. When you when you look at both uh, Levine and DeRozan, right? DeRozan's been fairly consistent. He had his little injury with his hamstring, which kind of explained his play towards the end of the season. But having Javon Carter to start the season now and looking at what that means for Zach Levine, we saw what Zach Levine has played like with an actual point guard next to him and some some uh, a player to kind of alleviate that. Javon Carter isn't like this half-court uh, you know, facilitating point guard right. at all, but I do think he does make the game easier on Zach. 
Are you expecting us to get more post All Star break Zach Levine this season? Considering I hope so. Into the season healthy, I but. hope so, man. You got a long, you had a long off season to think about what happened in Miami in your play in game to make the playoffs. Um, and he was healthy this off season, and now it seems like he's taking on a little bit of a leadership role by you know planning out the the softball game with the team. Yeah. So that to me, that stood out. That showed like, hey, this guy's really trying to take things serious and make things serious for the Chicago Bulls. So I hope so. Because there's a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, that really yeah. doesn't give Zach the credit that he deserves, in my opinion. Because if if it, if we keeping it a buck, at least for me, Zach Levine is a top five uh, two in the NBA, easily. For sure. Like, and I know you can argue yeah. some people that you want to take in and out of that list, but for me, easy top five. Yeah, and I and I and I and I always say this, right? I think as when you're a fan of a team and you're so zoomed in on that team, it's easy for the the flaws in their game to become more glaring, right? And Zach has flaws, but I, I think like for a lot of Bulls fans has gotten to this point of undervaluing Zach Levine and not really understanding what yeah. he is when he is fully healthy. Now it's up to him to do that. He still has things like eliminating the late game basketball IQ, the yeah. dribbling off his foot. We need to see those things improve for sure when it comes to Zach Levine this season. But I hope that this is a season that Zach just reminds people how dangerous of a three-level score that he can be while he also uh, uh, takes a step up in other things, aspects of his game to just remind everybody like, hey, I'm like, I just hate hearing the conversation where people really talk about Zach like he's this horrible player. Right. And I think like they're missing, they're missing the point when, when they talk about him like that. Yeah, and we always say it's levels to this. You know what I'm saying? It's levels yeah. to this. Everybody can't be a Kevin Durant or a LeBron James or Steph Curry. But right after that tier, you do get your, your handful or your nice little amount of players that are difference makers. And I think that's what uh is going to have to come from Zach uh, this season. Now we know how great you are as a scorer, but now we have to see you elevate others around you so you mm -hmm. can go ahead and get that monkey off your back when it comes to lack of playoff experience, lack of playoff wins, et cetera, et cetera. For sure, for sure. Patrick Williams, man, before we get in, get out of this topic, you think this <laughs> think this is the season Patrick Williams takes another step? Man, I thought last season was the year he was going to take another step. <laughs> but I hope so. And that's why I like the Tory Craig sign. And I believe, bro, Patrick Williams, you was benched yeah. for Alice Caruso. And Alice Caruso is a solid player. But I believe that Patrick Williams should have been able to hold that spot down. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He shouldn't have had much to worry about. But I really, really hope that he can get it, get it, because he will be the difference maker as far as the offense and what he can provide to the team. And he's playing for big money now. <laughs> you, you got 120 million waiting on you, my guy. Eventually, if not now, then when? Because everything is right there for you taking and earning. So you got to show up. God, last year, he made me look like a fool. I'm going to just keep it honest. <laughs> but I, mean, I will say the three-point shooting is something that you you cannot ignore. That's solid. Yeah. He just got to yeah. continue to put piece it all together. We've seen him try to come on a little bit in the second half. We're kind of getting up to his pull-up jumper within that, you know, that mid-range area. But we need to, we just need to see consistency. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's that's right. I just want to see this be a season where Patrick Williams always finds a way to impact the game. Does it have to be a bunch of scoring? No. But whether it's your defense, rebounding, right. block shots, whatever it is, I just want to see Patrick Williams 
consistently impact the game. And that way you can, like with Alex Caruso, you always see what Alex Caruso is doing. Yeah. Even when Alex Caruso misses a wide open shot, I guarantee he goes down there and does something defensively for those that actually watch the game, that you're watching Back. it, and you see, like, all right, he, he, he made up for that. That's what I want from Patrick Williams. Those shots probably aren't coming from him in, in, in a large way this season. But you can really do so much else in the game. And I hope bringing in a player like Torrey Craig who's always been a role player and he understands how to go and get his without needing a bunch of shots called for him. I hope that rubs off on people a little bit this season. Me too. At, at Bulls Fest, we, I seen Toy Craig. I say, hey, push Patrick Williams. He laughed at me. He kept it professional. He laughed at me. <laughs> but I know what that laugh meant. You got to get something out of this guy. And I'm with you. You don't have to, He doesn't have to have 20 points per game. But can we get those rebounds up? You playing yeah. the fourth spot and you're too big, you're too strong. You, I, I believe he averages four rebounds per game. Can we get somewhere between seven and eight? Just let's take a step forward to see you go ahead and elevate your game in that aspect because it can definitely help the team for sure. That's a fact. That's a fact. All right, man, moving into the last topic, we're going to be talking about who could be the X factor for the Chicago Bulls team. Before we get into that, I got to remind you guys, the Locked On Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. Bobby, as you being the guest, I'm going to turn this one over to you first, man. Who do you think could be the X factor for the Bulls this season? See, if you would have asked me this last year, I would have said Patrick Williams, but it's not. <laughs> I'm going Kobe White. I believe that Kobe White, um, he stepped up tremendously last season. He be, he began to sit in that chair on the defensive side of the ball. He became more the, – the, the scoring output is not crazy if you're only looking at the box score. But if you're watching the games, you're seeing that this guy is out here making impact plays now. And his handling has gotten better. He's trying to get more consistent from the three-point shot, and he was attacking the basket. So I believe now we know that Javon Carter is going to be the starter. At least that's the expect what we expect going into training camp. Now you hand over the role as six-man, in my opinion, what Kobe White could be and put place himself in, convers in conversations for potentially six-man of the year. I believe with the, the extra work going on the ball handling, the more work that he's been putting in this offseason, getting mentorship from a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer like Chris Paul, that can only benefit him. So I'm going to go with the X factor. I believe he provides that scoring punch off the bench and becomes consistent. We've seen it up and down last season, but now it, it, be, uh, it will be more consistent for him. So the X factor for me, because we know what the, the, the guy's going to do. The other guy's going to do. The X factor for me is Kobe White. I, I like that pick. And I've been I've been saying a lot, too. Like, I think I, I expect this year for Kobe to have a six-man-of-the-year type season. I don't know if the Bulls win enough for him to actually get in the conversation for that. Right. But I expect him to, you know, be of that level when you look at just how he put everything besides scoring together last year, right? And then yep. we saw the scoring come on after the All-Star break. It came on a lot. He shot the ball almost 49% from the field. Post yes, All-Star break, bro. That's crazy. Yes, so you really want to see Kobe have that development. But since you pick Kobe, I'm just going to go a different route. Uh, I'm actually going to pick Alice Caruso. And I think that's a, it's a cop-out. It's an easy pick because he's already kind of the X factor. But I think now with added shooting uh, coming off the bench, I think Kobe White's going to score more and have more things go through him. I think it's going to free up Alice Caruso to really make that, de that, that defensive impact that we know he can make. And like I said, Alice Caruso always goes between shooting like – 34% from three, and then they'll mm -hmm. have a season of shooting over 40%. We're due for a 40% shooting Let's from three go. for Alex Caruso <laughs> this year. So if he can bring that defense and that, I think it's going to help the team a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of open shots generated as well. And I also think now having, like, you got Kobe, you got Torrey Craig on that second unit. 
Uh, you got Alice Caruso. This is going to be a team that's going to get out in the second unit and try to run. They're going to get deflections. They're going to get loose balls. They're going to get out and try to run. And I like all those players out in the open court. You throw in uh, Iota Sumo or Dalen Terry in there with them as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a dangerous bench unit potentially. I agree with you too. And I love the Alice Caruso pick because now with the um, uh, enhancement of Kobe White's ball handling, you take some pressure off of Alice Caruso and allow him to do things that make that made him great and made him being so sought after. You know what I'm saying? The things that he was able to do for the Lakers, be more off ball, defend, make plays for others, cut to the basket, slash and finish to the at the basket. Because we seen it last season, this man had to be the point guard at one point. And I believe yeah. that was too much. You know what I'm saying? He handled it well, but I believe that responsibility was just too much. Now you get to take some of that responsibility off him, spread it around a little bit more, and now he get to go ahead and flourish in his role. And, you know, the, the sky's the limit with him. I think he he bounced back for sure. Definitely. I think so, too. I think uh... – yeah, I think I think that I think this Bulls team has a lot of potential for a lot of players to take a step up. And like I said, if we if we it doesn't even have to be elite, but if we can get a collective step from Kobe, Pat, even Io, right? Just just a step from all these guys to kind of refine the game and do what they do well, but at a at a more consistent basis, that already ups the ceiling for this Bulls team so much. You throw in Javon Carter, Tory Craig on that, a fully healthy Zach Levine, you know, things like that. I'm, I'm like I said, I this team is still going to have its struggles. It's going to, but I think that this is going to be a team that definitely can surprise some of their doubters and show them that, Hey, we still here and the bulls aren't something to be take lightly. And I hope that this team just fares better. They deal with adversity a little bit better. We don't do the thing where we give up these double digit leads like we were for so long. Like that's, that was the thing that used to frustrate the hell out of me, man. Those double digit leads used to kill me, man. They used to drive me nuts, but (laughs) I, uh, I think, I think one thing, that the Bulls need to show right out the gate is the toughness that they have. Be mm. known for a tough team, a team that's not just going to lay down no matter the circumstance. You know what I mean? You got guys up the on, within you t- amongst, you know, the players that are fiery guys. You get DeMar DeRozan going, it's mid-range, we're going crazy. You yeah. get Zach Levine going, he can be the outside threat from the three and light it up. Then you got Alice Caruso, hard nose. You add Javon Carter, Carter hard-nosed guy. So you got the guys around there, and they just all got to let it come together and let it flow, man. Hopefully the trip in Nashville is a, is a starter while they up in the mountains. <laughs> Let's hope so, man. The Nashville trip, hopefully that does something positive for the Bulls, man. But, Bobby, that is our time for the day, man. Any parting thoughts, man? If not, give the people, let them know where they can follow you on your podcast at. I would say, hey, first and foremost, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure working with my guy, Hayes. Hopefully one time, if y'all up for it, locked on, y'all can get me with Hayes and Pat at the same time. What better <laughs> what better trio? You know what I mean? Yeah. And just talk bulls, talk, and, you know, break all this stuff down is definitely an honor. Definitely want to do that. But y'all can find me on Shy Bulls Podcast with my co-host C-Dub and also Chicago Bears Central and NBA Central. We running it up, y'all. Tune in to the family. You already know what it is. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Make sure y'all send uh, Pat, uh, the designer of your love and and thoughts and prayers over there to him, man. Before Pat, for Bobby, this has been Locked on Bulls, man. We out here. Peace, y'all.